1: And we are live in Fort Myers, Florida. The sun is out. It's a beautiful day at Hammond Stadium. Getting you in the mood for twin spring training live uh, here on WCCO Radio. Our first game will be on the air at 5 o'clock Friday afternoon. But we're getting you ready with some great stuff today, including our first guest right off the top, the executive chair of the Minnesota Twins. Joe Polad joins us here in Fort Myers, Joe, it's good to see you. Jason, nice to see you as well. I don't know why I'm leaving before our first game. That doesn't really make sense. Not smart. Me. Not smart. Well, there's work to be done. There are kids to be parented. You've got stuff. Yeah, you're right. I know. I got to get back to uh, the family. You, you did come down this weekend with your family, right?
2: I did. Yeah, we had a great time. You know, the rain came in uh, the first day, but the kids still managed to swim. They were the only ones going down the water slides, but they had a blast. It didn't stop them, and we had a, we had a really nice time the
1: last few days. Three Minnesota boys, when you get them in Florida in a water park, it does not matter. It
2: oh, doesn't stop them at all. No, no. I, you know, I even went out with them. So, What is your you technique?
1: What is your water slide technique? Uh, my... Sit and go down or full back and go no. for full speed? Uh,
2: my technique was try not to throw up going down <laughs> and sit up because uh, I have these marks all over my back. Uh, I don't know if that's because I've got some extra weight back there, or other reasons. We don't need to get into that.: story. that situation. <laughs>
1: uh, My very first job was at a, a swimming pool with a water slide, and I was that guy who stood as, as like a seventh grader, stood on oh, top yeah. of the slide. That's set. a great
2: first job right there. Next. They, they, Go. They've got it the life pretty right good. there. Yeah.
1: It was pretty good. Uh, Joe Polad out here uh, talking twins. Uh, looking forward, uh, but also taking a moment to enjoy how great it was to taste a little playoff success last year. Yeah. You can feel it down when you're talking to the guys in the clubhouse. Uh, the energy. The energy feels it felt good last year. It feels better this year.
2: Yeah. You know, just having the whole team back together, you know, they still have that taste of it. And, um, you know, it's nice just to have uh, so much of our team back together that we still have that core of players and the fact that our young players performed uh, uh, in the playoffs last year that, you know, now they have that feeling of what it's like to play in the playoffs. I just think that, um, people are ready to go and to uh, get back to those moments, experience those moments again and excel again. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, if you can capture half of the magic in, Oof, that we had yeah. inside Target Field. Uh, I think
2: our fans will be ready for that, too.
1: Do, I wonder about that. Do you think the vibe will be different inside Target Field this year? Because those, the energy at the <laughs> playoff, and obviously playoffs are different. Yeah. But I feel like as a fan... Who's been going to Target Field since that place opened up? We haven't really had the opportunity to have that sort nope. of that sort of moment. It was like, you know, our did the fans learn, oh, this is what it can feel like.
2: I think so. Uh, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see um, what the ballpark is like, what the energy is like in April, and May. Um, you know, hopefully, if those early months of the season are anything like the winter has been from a weather standpoint, I think that will help bring the energy from a fan standpoint, That's a good point. which would yeah. be great, yeah. um, especially from a attendance uh, standpoint. But, you know, all of that aside, I think our team is going to come out and perform and, um, uh, again, going back to the last uh, conversation, I think they're going to come out swinging and um, want to carry over the energy from last season
1: and uh, bring it forth to this season. Joe so. Polat is with us here in Fort Myers. Uh, you know, the business of baseball has been uh, maybe a little more in the public's eye over the last couple of months. Because mm-hmm. of discussions about television, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, as a radio guy, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, I mean, hey. the games are on CCO. Well, I don't know what everyone. I'm a radio
2: guy too, by the way. I was in the radio business. I know you were. I mean, so. you know, I'm with you.
1: I wouldn't mind if we if we brought uh, go back. I love that radio uh, station. Yeah, yeah. it's you know. Sore I, for I know, I, I, I know I it. turn the knife. I know it. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Um, what what. Well, first of all, like, how much of your attention has that taken? How much have the Twins been in these negotiations? And how much, uh, you know, was Major League Baseball?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's only freed up a couple
1: hours of my day <laughs> every
2: single day. No. Um, For people who don't yeah,
1: know, yeah. Bally Sports and yeah, Bally so. Sports North, the local uh, provider of Twins broadcast on TV, their parent company, Diamond Sports, uh, yeah. has financial problems from debt load, they went bankrupt, and there was question as to how this was all going to work out.
2: Correct. We'll be on Bally's next year. Um, it'll be the exact same situation as we w- were on in 23.
1: Is that a disappointment to you that it's the same situation vis-a-vis streaming, yeah, which is no, what I'm, fans are really concerned I, about? I think,
2: I think. What's, what is a disappointment is that um, we weren't able to solve for the reach um, and provide a uh, you know, direct-to-consumer a DTC option for our fans, um, especially when we, you know, said that that was a major focus for us last year or in this off season. Right. Um, and I still think that, um, you know, that's a, that is a major focus, uh, for us moving forward. Um, it's, it it really is difficult that, uh, we weren't, we're able to provide that. All of that said,
1: um, how, you know? did, how, do, how Can you tell us how that fell apart? Was it uh, Bally that didn't want uh, the Twins to offer a direct? Was it Major League Baseball that said, well, we're, we're going to have our own product, we want you guys to wait?
2: Yeah, no, I'm not going to get into the weeds of it. Uh, we were um, working closely with Major League Baseball and uh, just collectively decided that this was the best path, best path um, moving forward in the short term. So... Um, that's where we're at this year, and um, we're we're gonna focus on uh, 24 now, and uh, we'll get to 25 after that.
1: Joe Polad is with us. Uh, one of the side effects of the television side of this, and and part of why fans also care about the television aspect, is that uh, they pay a lot of money that goes into uh, potentially can go into the payroll in November at the uh, baseball meetings. Uh, I think it was was it Derek who said that that the team was gonna cut a uh, payroll this year and a number hasn't ever an exact number has never mm-hmm. really been given but last year's payroll was some hundred fifty five hundred fifty six million dollars sure record payroll and uh fans i I certainly the fans who uh, are vocal are saying look we we just wanna we want a playoff yeah. round, yeah how do we justify cutting payroll now?
2: you know I think uh, it's understandable from their from those fans standpoint uh, when you just look at it on paper why you know if if we just had the success that we did last year, why we would reduce our payroll? I think in today 's game um, you 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 can see there are a number of different ways to win, and that's both. Uh, you see that both with uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, with the Baltimore Orioles having lower payrolls and turning out uh, very successful products on the field, but also investing in other areas of their business. Um, and that's just something that we are um, really considering. That's uh, not, pardon me, it's not even something we're considering. That is something that we're doing. Um, but without a question, uh, the television situation um, is having an impact on our business um, but you know, beyond that, we're also just trying to, uh, right size our business and, uh, that's playing into
1: it as well. So, so part of, part of the analysis is television revenue, which you right. are getting revenue from uh, yes. this year from yes. Valley. They are paying us. They're paying you. They are paying us. Thank you. That's good. Cause <laughs> otherwise I'd want to broadcast the games. <laughs> if, if we're doing it for free, I'd start something up. Correct. So they are paying you. It's less than they were paying you last year. Correct. And so... If a Carlos Correa-level free agent came towards the Twins, became available, we know there are a handful of big-name free agents still mm-hmm. uh, being shopped around, would there be flexibility in the payroll to, to pull the trigger on a, on a big-name, big deal?
2: Um, you know, I don't think that we ever really turned down uh, – uh, no. 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 And, and the, the reason I say no is just because um, we're going to live pretty much where we're at right now. Um, but what I will say about uh, some flexibility is, you know, when when Derek and his team um, think that there's a the right opportunity in front of us, we don't live hard and fast by a specific number. Um, that said, and you can always not,
1: add by subtraction also, I mean, if something came up where you thought it would improve exactly the team.
2: that said, we're not going to go out and spend $30 million on a player right now. Um, so the, um, the players that are out there right now that, you know, probably a bunch of fans are talking about, we're not in the market for those players. Um, but you know, there are definitely other players that can have a positive impact on our team that, um, Derek, I'm sure is looking at.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's always. I'm the, not
2: involved in those, so I'm not going right. to say uh, this player or that player. <laughs> right. Then we'd probably not be as, as successful. It's not thing. helpful for the negotiation. Definitely not as helpful. No, no, not so. at all.
1: Joe Polab with us. Uh, your questions, welcome at 651 461 9226. You may hear in the background a little bit of the great grounds crew out here getting the field ready for another day of uh, spring training, live batting practice, drills, all of that that goes on. Down here in Fort Myers. We'll talk more. Oh, this is a great question. I'll oh let boy. you think about this oh one boy. that came in. Tonight, you're hosting a team party. This is not for me. Would you give Jason an official invitation to the staff and player party you are hosting tonight? He will be a lively addition to your event. Dave from Shoreview. Think about it. Think about it. Over the break, we'll be back with Joe Poland live from Fort Myers. I I think this answer may be quicker than the than the Are you going to spend thirty million dollars <laughs> on another player? Question. More from Fort Myers next here on CCO. Live in Fort Myers, Jason is here with Dan and Joe Polad, the owner's representative for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Dave says just one fan here, but it would be great to thank Mr. Polad for the great year last year. That's nice. Do people I like th- Dave? Do I people like thank Dave. you? Like,
2: um, yeah. They is it, do sometimes. we are great fans, I'm
1: telling you. Is that weird? Like what?
2: Uh, yeah, it, you know. Because what uh, do you say? I've gotten used to it, but the people that I'm with when that happens have not, and I appreciate <laughs> that those people that I'm with still give me a bunch of crap for it. Oh yeah. So. That's outstanding. Oh yeah. Yep. That is yeah. So, like so when people my recognize wife or my you. brothers or yeah. my friends, they're, they they quickly put me in place. Right. They will
1: never get tired of uh, giving you grief about, like, people treating you like you're important. That's
2: true. Because, you know, those 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 fans are the only people in my life that do treat (laughs) me important.
1: (laughs) This is what Dan does when we're at the airport and people come up and say hi to me. Dan reminds me.
2: Yeah, he reminds you where you stand. Correct. Yes, yes. He just reads
1: some texts (laughs) about me, and then there we go. Brendan says, uh, wants to know if Joe has good memories of YMCA Camp Warren in Virginia, Minnesota.
2: Holy smokes. Where
1: Brendan was your cub counselor back in 1993. Wow. He said if he had the time, he'd find the pictures of six- or seven-year-old Lil Joey Polad. Yep. And uh, Brendan says you were a solid camp song singer, by the way. Ah. Oh. Thank you. That's nice. Thank you. That's very nice. And yes, I do have fond memories of Camp Warren. <laughs> yep. Do you do you still uh, belt out a good song? I mean, are you a karaoke um, guy? Or
2: you know, I am a karaoke guy, but I'm a karaoke guy. Sarah and I will do some karaoke. She's got a wonderful voice, former singer. But um, we we enjoy just going uh, and listening to karaoke because it's the one place
1: where everybody is happy. <laughs> it really is It's true. it is true. So being in the audience of karaoke uh, being in the audience of karaoke is underrated, I think like that is a highly entertaining.
2: I agree it's just a f- different form of entertainment.
1: Yes. yes. Uh, the texter uh, going to break wanted to know uh, if I could get uh, get invited to the party that you're hosting tonight.
2: Yeah, we're already tapped out. So Dan and I will uh, let you know how it is.
1: (laughs) Very good. Very good. Uh, Someone wants us to move the leaf blower in the background a little closer. We were trying to... Join (laughs) the party. We were trying to figure out what was going on out there. I believe they are uh, uh, like bolting in uh, advertising signs. So... That's yeah. good that people want to advertise. Uh, I mean, that's important. I agree. I that's agree. That's important. Hopefully, there maybe I bought a drive time with the Russia billboard that we're hanging inside the stadium this year. Who's to know? Uh, Joe Polab with us, one of uh, uh, one of the texters asking, "What do you think the biggest difference will be between your legacy?" Wow, oh, this is geez, tough, deep.
2: Right? I, I'm going to have to sit down for this. That's one. a tough one. Um between my legacy and
1: and your uncle
2: yeah or oh, my grandfather's or your grandfather um, yeah you know I am somebody who really just tries to think about what I'm doing today and um, uh, gosh I'm gonna stumble on my words even more than I usually do here but um so I don't, I'm don't. i not really thinking much about my legacy at this point. Yeah. I'm it, thinking about my day-to-day work and what I'm doing for my kids and my family.
1: It's a great question. It is a great question. And it's a really, if you were to ask that to anyone, it's sort of a crazy thing to think about, right? It is. Yeah. Well, you are in an interesting role, though, and certainly you look at the different experiences you've had in business, in broadcasting, and in the family business. Yeah. But this aspect of the family business, one thing that I I think, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, but you look at the way that fans sort of, you know, they look at the poll ads, and the the line is it's like the cheap poll ads and all of this, and obviously last year we had a record payroll, so it's not, I, I don't feel like it's a fair rip on the family, and this part of the business the twins it's so different from any other like business line in the lineup because this is really a community legacy and a family legacy that you're helping to carry on
2: yeah um i i appreciate all of that and i agree um i think just to try to answer the question if you were to just boil it all down to one thing it's got to be winning a world series right it does yeah i mean that's uh, that's why we all work here, and I think that if, at the end of the day, at the end of my day here, if we will have won another World Series, that's a pretty damn
1: good legacy right there. That's right? A no, That's that's all. That's everything. Yeah, it's everything. So. Is that what you're going to say tonight? Me for swearing you're allowed it. To, I mean, <laughs> You're allowed to say damn on WC radio. I my parents and that I just have to apologize. <laughs> I like, always um, have to ask before I say something. I'm going to church something. now, so right. you know, all that stuff. Is this going to be the pep talk you give before uh, before the mini speech? golf tonight? Yeah. Gosh. I mean, whatever you said last year worked pretty well, well but but I'm th-
2: giving I people are just asking me, "What am I going to say tonight?" <laughs> and it's just really it's like You know, adding all this pressure. And the reason is, is because I just jumped up on the ping pong table that was there and said a few words. That's it. It's not what I said. And I'm just the welcome guy.
1: Right. You know, that's it. The hype man is often the most important job, you know. You know. So you jump up. Well, you gotta you got to jump up on we're something here to again win. today. Win a World Series. I like it. I like it. Joe, we love talking to you. We love having you on, and we're all cheering for you this year and uh, cheering for the Twins. It's going to be another fun one. Thanks. I appreciate you. Thanks, Joe. Joe Polad here live in Fort Myers, uh, right by the guy with the metal cutter or whatever it is we're hearing out the window here on Talk 830 WCCO. The governor of Minnesota, Tim Walz, is not anti-cop. It's time for the right wing, time for the Republicans to get over that absolute nonsense. And frankly, it's also time for members of law enforcement to take a step back and, and be realistic. I bring this up because... This debate happens whenever anything happens terrible with law enforcement. And the governor speaks out as you would expect any governor would, Republican, Democrat, independent. Tim Walls is, I mean, if you're looking for a caricature of the defund anti-police movement, The former National Guardsman, teacher, Mankato, Minnesota guy, Tim Walls, is not the guy. And to me, the dialogue we've seen about the the horrific murders in Burnsville of two police officers and a firefighter medic, and this idea when Tim Walls says... My heart breaks, my condolences, and people are, are go crazy about it, including a current Minnesota sheriff. To me, it's just absolutely preposterous. And at first, I thought, no one really believed this. It was just a political game. You don't like walls, so you say this. Maybe you disagree with me. 651-461-9226. Your calls, your texts are welcome. This morning, the governor was on with Vanita Salkar on the morning news here on CCO. I want you to listen to a little bit of what he had to say.
3: I want to get your reaction to uh, the Dodge County Sheriff, Sheriff Scott Rose, uh, tweeting out, that he had to turn off the news conference when you came on is what he tweeted out. He said he can't take lists. This is his quote. Can't take listening to him talk about how important law enforcement is when he's done nothing but berate and vilify our Minnesota cops for nearly four years. Now, there's been some criticism from law enforcement uh, people in the community about your connection to law enforcement and what you do for law enforcement. How would you respond to that? Well, I know the sheriff's heartbroken too, and, and he's dealing with this and he certainly is. His, his opinion is certainly valid for him to make. What I would say, Benita, is, is that um, I've been doing this for, for quite a few years, whether it be in Congress, and every one of my congressional races having the support of law enforcement firefighters still continue to have that with, with many folks. But uh, I understand this is a politicized environment. and. Each profession, it's it's very challenging because, look, these are folks that are doing this every day, and, and I think there's a frustration when something happens and it feels like they're being second-guessed. And just like so many things, um, I feel that way about teaching. I feel that way about the military things that I have personal knowledge is, but But our elected officials are the ones that make these decisions, and I surround myself with – career professionals, uh, Commissioner Jacobson, whether it's Colonel Langer, and, and I listen to these folks, and, and I, I, I certainly respect the ability to make that opinion, but I, I don't think that's true in the fact that I've, my administration has invested in law enforcement than any other previous administration. We put over $300 million additionally local county government aid, and um, I don't think you can point to a, a, a comment made publicly that was disparaging. Um, so I, I understand this I understand frustration. Um, I understand that things have become polarized and politicized and I think we just need to continue to work at that. So
1: that's Governor walls talking uh, this morning to Venita. We are in a hyper and he said he said the right. You know, he said the right things there that he understands. And certainly. No one's going to tell a widow that they should have the governor at a funeral if they don't want the governor there. I will say, though, that in the interview. uh, It made me sad to hear that the governor's team has reached out to intermediaries for the family members and said if if you would like a call from the the governor he would he would like to call but he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to upset you right and man what a shame that is what a shame and i know that those of you who hate tim walls are going to blame him for that and you have the right to feel that way And I have the right to say that I think you're crazy and that you've lost touch with humanity. When you have a tragedy like what happened in Burnsville, it impacts all of us. And and the governor shouldn't have to worry about, is, is my call of condolence welcome or not? And it does make me think about what whipped all of this up? What whipped it up? Is it, you know, is it that we're just hyper-partisan and currently because of the actions of politicians and the, the comments some politicians made after the murder of George Floyd, you know, are we in a situation where, where police officers have largely just coded all Democrats as anti-cop? And I just I don't understand what the what the point of that is. Does that get us to better policy? Does it get us? It's just a strange phenomenon to me. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. And I would like people to point to one thing that Tim Walls has done that makes you say he's anti police. What what makes him now? You might look at some policies and say, man, I, I wish he were tougher on criminals. I wish he were whatever. I think maybe you could have may, maybe you have room on that. Six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. I just reject this. I reject this idea that Tim Walls is is anti-police. Lots of texts coming in. Democrats are anti-police. They're not. And what does that get you by saying that? A pat on the back from your other absolutely 100 percent not open minded die in uh, the wool Republicans. So great. But does that get any people uh, to come to your side? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Jason, you still have orange Kool-Aid on your lips. Do you remember the precinct burning with no Walls support? I do remember that. And I I do think that Tim Walls deserves a lot of criticism about that. Is that one moment the definition of Tim Walls' approach towards law enforcement? Or was that a failure of our public officials to not respond more forcefully and quickly. And I will point this out as I pointed out before. I think it's real easy to look at in the rearview mirror at that and say they should have never let that precinct burn down. Yep. And I also would say that we had a massive protest and riot and no one was killed. And to me, that is a fact that people overlook in this conversation, because if you put up a stand to save that precinct, I will almost guarantee you that somebody would have been killed. And is that a what do you think would have happened then? So did they fail? Did our public officials fail us that night? Yes, because they should have prevented it.
4: There was a there was a clue. Communication issue, right? Because yes. We, we have plenty of textures writing in saying that he didn't send in the National Guard right away. Yes. Well, he can't just send in the National Guard right away. That's not how this works. Yeah. There had to have been, you know, requests. This is 100% mayor.
1: what people are saying. Yeah, it's absolutely. all that precinct yeah. burning down.
4: And I get that. And, it, and there was. On a visceral
1: level, I understand. Well,
4: and there's that. criticism to be leveled at both Mayor Frye no and, and Governor Walls in terms of why wasn't there better communication going on in terms of filing the formal request yes. and getting the things done that need to get done. But to say that that then makes him anti-cop is just it's just silly on its surface. You have to you have to not think to such a de- such a degree to just be able to stay there and say this X equals Y. I'm sorry. You're just you're not even b- being remotely fair about it. And yeah. when you see, when and you, you see, don't the things do, that he said and right. the things that he's done to, to turn around and just label him anti. There's plenty of Democrats you can look at and say
1: are anti-cop. Fine. I—you I, know, Yes, there's plenty. And there are some who overtly say they're anti-police. He's not one of them. That's just it's just silly. I think this is a fair text. This texter says, uh, I don't think the governor is anti-police. I think he is soft on police issues and crime. He stood back and let Minneapolis burn for four days. Yeah, that's Well, first of all, that's just not true. It's not true. But I do think it's, if you want to say, and and this is what frustrates me, if you want to say that I don't like Tim Walz's views on public safety, on crime policies, great. Like, yeah, okay. You can criticize him for that, for sure. But in this society today, we go straight to he's anti-cop. I don't want want him at a funeral. funeral. (laughs) How dare he even express condolences for Burnsville? And, oh, by the way, had he not been at that press conference to to offer those condolences what would those same people have said why won't the governor say anything what an anti it's it's an absolute crock and i think most of you know it more of your text when we come back here on drive time with to russia Plenty of Democrats and Republicans texting in to say uh, that they agree with us. Yeah. A lot of you are, you know, what happened during the riots. You've decided that's it. I would say you, your concerns are valid. Take it up with, take it up with Jacob Jacob Fry. Say they screwed it up, but screwing up a response and failing during a riot is very different from being anti cop. Just stop it.